If you think like, act like, or are trying to grow like a franchise, then the Franchise Euphoria podcast is for you. Hello and welcome everybody. Josh Brown here. And I created this podcast for one main goal, to help people who are trying to grow their business through franchising or franchise-like structures. I've been practicing law now as a franchise lawyer for many, many years, and I've seen it done the right way and the wrong way. This podcast is not filled with a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. Rather, I talk with real people, people who have been there, have done it, are doing it right now. And I also dive deep into specific topics related to franchising. So if this is of interest to you, you are at the right place. I am back for another episode of Franchise Euphoria. We are back. The team at Franchise Euphoria is back. We've we've taken a little bit of a hiatus over the last month or so. And if you're a listener, uh, you've probably noticed there hasn't been uh, many episodes released over the last month or so. In part, that's because uh, I became the head of the franchise division for Taft Law Firm. Uh, so heading up a, a franchise division for a law firm of about 640 lawyers and 12 offices and all that good fun stuff is is really exciting, but also takes a lot of time. <laughs> and so I always want to make sure that when we're releasing episodes here, we are releasing first class, first rate episodes. And today is no exception. We've got Pete First, uh, who is Bright Star Cares Senior Vice President of Franchise Development. Pete's got extensive experience in the franchise industry, and he works to expand the Bright Star brand to new untapped markets across the United States. His responsibilities include providing leadership, strategy, and direction to the franchise sales teams, in addition to putting systems in place that improve the overall Bright Star Care franchise sales process. I think you'll find this interview very informative uh, with Pete. Bright Star has been around for about a decade now. They've had some tremendous success. They've got a few hundred locations. And, you know, they started as strictly a non-medical home care franchise model. But what they've recently done is added another component to that that essentially adds a senior skilled care uh, component to the non-medical. So now they're doing senior living facilities, which is the skilled care or medical care that goes hand in hand with non-medical care. Because as we talk about during this interview, there is a continuum of care in the healthcare space and in, in the senior care space that in part led to them adding the facilities to their repertoire of uh, franchise opportunities. So again, really enjoyed this interview with Pete. I think it's really informative. Um, and I think that, that, that Brightstar appears to be one of those businesses that is trying to grow uh, and grow the right way. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Pete first. Hello, Pete. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How you doing? Great, Josh. Thanks for having me. Well, happy to have you on. Uh, you're part of a franchise uh, group in Bright Star, Bright Star Care, that's, that, that's been around a while. And I look forward to hearing about the, the different franchise opportunities uh, for Bright Star. Yeah, we have been around qu- quite a while and uh, have have you know between three hundred around three hundred forty five or so locations around the country with Bright Star Care, founded you know by Shelley um, almost ten years ago now. So um, definitely have some track record out there and have a lot of. Has it only been ten years? I think it might be longer than that even now. So it's been because we've got our 
folks coming up for their renewals. So, you know, she founded, started the company uh, a long time ago in, in uh, you know, just with the growth and, and finding care for her grandparents and, and family members and have built it from there. But yeah, I mean, phenomenal growth over the time period. That's for sure. And you guys, I remember, as I recall, Brightstar started off as, as just purely non-medical care, right? Right. And that, and that really has evolved. And that's one of the things that, that really differentiates us from others that are in this space because we're able to provide um, some skilled care as well. And we also work with national accounts and a lot of that is, is in the skilled care area as well. So uh, definitely have, you have taken that from home care and, and companion care and really elevated it. And, and one of the reasons that we've, we've done that is we always want to provide the highest standard. And our goal is to, to be able to provide you know, mom, dad, and grandmas and grandpas an opportunity to stay home even longer. And that's obviously even more important today with what we were going through and being able to provide, you know, a, a care at a more to a higher acuity client and a higher acuity, acuity person really allows that to happen. And so you're senior vice president of franchise development. So you head up all the franchise development for the brand, right? All the fr- for the yep, all the franchise development um, across the the U.S. And then I also work with our uh, brand, Bright Star Senior Living. So so we have uh, some senior living communities as well, and we're in the process of launching another one. So uh, a lot of great things happening. So you busy, Pete? You busy? <laughs> it's been yeah, it's it's been great. I mean, if you think about this, the industry that we're in, and what we've lived through with um, the pandemic over the last you know year plus, going on two years now. I mean, it's 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 uh, changed changed the way a lot of people are thinking about what they want to do with their uh, with their lives and what they how they want to uh, be able to have an opportunity to give back to the community. So we have really seen interest in our brand, um, particularly because we do have, uh, we've got five revenue streams that our franchisees can work with. So we've got some variety there and some opportunities that, uh, that uh, separate us, but really it's, you know, this, what we do impacts lives every single day. And if you think about people that have been in the corporate world for a number of years, the whole dynamic of being in the office has changed. And what, and as you look at so many people that have been impacted by COVID-19, uh, to have an opportunity to to jump into a franchise opportunity like this and others that are in our space, you know, where you you can make a difference in people's lives every single day, and that's something that uh, that's really special and, and something that we th- we really thrive on. So, have you been have you been with the brand throughout its existence, or what's your background? So, I've been with the company about three years, but I've been in franchising since I got out of college. Really? Yeah, it's the only thing I know. So, I've been in franchise development for all types of different. Uh, different types of concepts from, you know, almost like the janitorial side on up. But I spent the 14 years uh, prior to coming and joining Brightstar, I was with Winmark Corporation, which is a multi-brand franchisor in the retail space. So had had uh, some tremendous growth with with those brands. And um, that was on the retail side. And I'd always been aware of Shelly through her, Shelly's son through her, uh, uh, time with the IFA and just with watching Brightstar and had the opportunity to uh, to join on, so it worked out really well. You obviously have a lot of experience in the franchise, you know, arena. I like to hear that. the The healthcare space is always it's always been of interest to me, and it's of particular interest now because we just see it. It's such a it's such a fast growing sector in franchising. I, mean, I think restaurants are always going to be the top growing just because there's so many of them, but the healthcare senior care space is just ripe with all sorts of uh, franchise systems. 
And they're also interesting to me because they cross over between non-medical and medical. And one of the things with Brightstar that's been interesting is, uh, and I think interesting in a good way, is, as I said earlier, you guys started as non-medical, meaning, you know, mostly you're doing in-home care where you're overseeing and it's it's the companion type care, but you're not you're not injecting people with any kind of, you know, needles or shots or doing any of the medical type treatments, right? At the start. That was at the start, correct. Yep. What was the decision? When was this decision? Kind of what went into it to decide to cross over to now do do the skilled side, which is often what is called, and, and for the audience who doesn't know, when we, if we say skilled, we're really talking about the medical side. So like, you know, the skilled nursing is and the medical side versus the non-medical side. Talk about that a little bit, because I think in the in the healthcare franchise space, there there can be confusion around that, but I think it's really important. One of the reasons that we did that is early on, the vision of the company that Shelly had was was to always provide the highest standard of care at the maximum level that we could within the home. So, you know, one of the things that we have uh, that we're really proud of is our joint commission accreditation. So we've had this this same type of accreditation that the Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinics have um, for home care, and, and it's we're, we're the only one really that's had it since you know 2013. We've had been been since they started the award. We've we've earned that recognition every time. And so what that does, it just sets the stage for us to be able to provide, um, you know, to provide that additional layer of, of, of care within the home. And as you think about today, you know, that, that was pretty visionary to, to be thinking about it that way back in 2013 when this award started to come out and this accreditation started to come out. Because as you hear things today, there's a lot of talk about hospital at home. Um, more and more people are, you know, hospitals are discharging faster and for families that want to remain at home versus going into assisted living or into a facility or a community, you know, this provides them the ability to, to stay at home so that there was a demand there, um, that we were positioned to meet a number of years earlier and have just since continued to, to build that part of our business. So, you know, right now it's probably 35 or so percent of, of our overall business, but we expect that just to continue to grow. 35% being the skilled nursing side. Right. And that, yeah, and I'd have to, you know, check back into our FTD to be exact, but yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's an area that continues to, to build and, and part of, you know, national accounts is another area that there's quite a bit of skilled business there as well. One of the things that, that we've been able to been able to be fortunate to be a part of is because of our accreditation and because of our footprint across the country, uh, we were able to to participate and provide the nurses for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine um, and for others during the trials. So that that just allowed us to, you know, it shows the respect and the level of confidence that companies have when they're working with Brightstar and our Brightstar Care franchisees. So they were able to give those in the home then for folks. They'd go to the clinics and go to the facilities that were providing the vaccinations. Okay, and we're able to be a part of it that way. Yep. Yeah. Well, part of it is too, is, you know, and I've been working pretty extensively in the healthcare and senior care space. And part of it is, is that there's really a continuum of care with seniors or with in the healthcare space. In other words, there are times when non-medical care, uh, companion care is needed. And then there's times when skilled care is needed. And, and, and there's that continuum that kind of goes back and forth. And I think that it seems to me that that was probably one of the things that went into Bright Star's decision to 
not just do non-medical, you know, the and and also tie into the skilled because we know when you're dealing with seniors, when you're dealing with the elderly population, you know, there is that scale where sometimes they have more significant needs that fall into the skilled side. And of course, you know, I think it's so important and 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 so significant to your model are the caregivers and the fact that the caregivers who are these people who are trusted by the seniors in their homes can be in a position to do what they would deem unskilled, the non-medical, as well as the medical type services. I mean, is that a fair assessment of it? Yeah. And, and the caregivers are obviously the, we, we kind of think of, about our business that we're, as we are almost running two different businesses. We're running a business to provide care for the families and, you know, to develop the agency and to continue to build that. But our most successful franchisees really work directly with their caregivers because it's such a competitive um, market that we're in, it, you know, extremely high demand that keeping your caregiver teams happy and, and relying on the, uh, being able to rely on them and, and, you know, following the, providing them with the schedules that they want and, and really treating them very, very well because they are like gold for your, for your organization um, has, has made such a big difference with our, with, with franchisees that understand that and really want to continue to nurture that relationship and to build and allow them to grow within the organization you know, as their skill level improves as well. And the senior living centers, I mean, these are actual senior centers where people are going to live. So this is outside the home. That's one component, right? That Bright Star has probably pretty recently started doing, right? Yeah. So that the first location was in uh, Madison. So we've got two locations in, in the Madison area, one in Madison, Wisconsin, one in Wanakee, which is just north of the Madison market. And then we have a location in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And then we opened up a location in Mason, Ohio, and that opened up right in the middle of the pandemic. So uh, lots of challenges with that, but those locations are doing very well. And that was exactly the reason that we developed those and that, that Shelly wanted to create Bright Star Senior Living was because there's going to be a time when mom or dad or grandma or grandpa just can't stay home any longer and they need to take that next step and, and have more support, you know, in a community type setting. And so we developed, um, so Bright Star Senior Living was developed for that purpose where you've got a family that's comfortable with Bright Star Care, they understand the higher standard that we've been providing there, and this is the next step in that continuum of care um, to be able to have a community for them to go to. And those communities, they're smaller. Uh, you know, they're anywhere from you know thirty-five to forty-two units, forty-one, forty-two units. So they're not—they're uh, not these big. These aren't the mega centers, right? Exactly. We want it to have that kind of pottery barn feel. We want it to feel really homey for the. Uh, for the residents and for their families. And it, and we've got the staffing ratio, which is, you know, we're like six to one in, in memory care and eight to one in assisted living, which is unheard of as far as the ratios go for uh, providing care in an assisted living type setting. So very hands-on and, and the, the, you know, all of our staff knows the families and the parents, and it's just a, it, it's a really great, uh, it's a great opportunity for, for those where, where this is the next step in their journey. Well, you know, I think that's really smart that you guys did that. I'm curious from the business side of it when you've got so you've got Bright Star uh, franchisees, you know, the franchisees that are doing the in-home care, you know, sprinkled throughout lots of different territories. And now with the Bright Star senior facilities, how does that work from the franchise model perspective? In other words, um, is it simply that continuum where you know you you can have you, you got Bright Star 
franchisees doing the home care in the same territories and areas in which you're you're going to be developing the bright star senior cares are these the same franchisees exactly these are the same franchisees so it, it it's uh that was part of the goal with developing this was to work with uh work with our existing franchisees who wanted an opportunity to expand their uh, franchise portfolio, and then also their type of business. Because if you think about Bright Star Senior Living, now you've got a whole real estate component, and you've got bricks and mortar, and you've got uh, uh, you know it's just another extension of uh, it's extensions of, of their of the care that they're providing in the home. So it allows the families to take that next step. Um, but then for the franchisee, now they've got other opportunities that that come via an investment like that. So it's, it's a it's a you know, a new Bright Star Senior Living community today is going to be in that eight to ten million dollar investment range. So it's a it's a significant investment um, from an outside franchisee potential franchisee perspective. And we're seeing a lot of interest from folks that are in hospitality, you know, they're in the hotel business, or maybe they're in multifamily housing. They're developers. We we are seeing interest in you know coming from those types of uh, people with those types of backgrounds who are looking to to diversify because as we all, as we know, I mean, the senior living world, whether it's at home and, you know, in-home senior care through the agencies or, or communities themselves, you know, we're, this, this growth pattern isn't changing. So we've got a number of years ahead of us where the demographic continues to age and, and they're aging right into the uh, area where, where we're going to have potential clients for a number of years ahead. On the senior centers, do the franchisees own the real estate or is that something where the franchisors owning it and then leasing it back to the franchisees? No, we work with a developer and so they have the they will have the opportunity in, in a couple of locations. I think they they already own the building, one for sure, the other one's with the developer and they have a buyout process for that. So we tried to make it as easy for with an inv- investment like that, you know, we, we tried to make it as easy financially for the franchisee. So, so bringing in a developer helped offset some of those front front end costs and some of that initial investment. And then they have a, a window of time uh, over the course of a few years where they can buy that property out. So it's a, it's a win-win for the developer and for the franchisee as well to be able to acquire the real estate. So you have to wear multiple hats, Pete. You got to, you know, you're, you, you focus on sort of the one-off, you, you got the one franchise model, which is not really well, I guess I should ask, is it brick and mortar? Like is the is the home care, do the home care franchisees have an actual location or is it they have wrapped vehicles because they're going they're going to the homes? No, they definitely have a location. So they've got an office. Uh, they utilize their office uh, for a number of reasons or a number, a number of purposes. Uh, one is, is on the marketing side, you know, to establish an, an address and, and we base our territories on zip code. So that helps with their with their pay per click advertising, all the digital and social advertising that we do. So they do that, and then they, it's a great area for recruiting and then to do to provide training for their uh, for their staff. So we always want to have a, an office location w- within each territory uh, for just that, especially with recruiting. You know, it's really important to speed is everything with recruiting today, and so a lot of things are being enhanced digitally. We're we're in the process of updating our our online application and just just finding different ways to tackle that recruiting challenge that's out there uh, and provide our franchisees with more tools, but they do have an office. Um, and, and, you know, the, the roles within the office have changed a little bit. So you know, we always had a, 
had a dedicated salesperson that would be out in the market meeting with referral sources and going into hospitals and, and, you know, being face to face with a lot of people, but that certainly changed um, when, when we couldn't get in. So, you know, the role of the outside salesperson became a different role and it was more, um, more, you know, more of a revenue generating role where, where it could be part social, um, you know, part social media, part inside sales, part uh, recruiting, you know, so it's kind of a combination of things that we're, that we're really adapting to. And I think that's, that's something in healthcare in general, uh, it changes so often. And, you know, forces like this that have, that have happened over the last year plus have, um, you know, those companies that can, can pivot and, and adjust and, and uh, are, are open to change are the ones that really thrive. And, and that's what we've been able to do and, and work with our franchisees in that manner. Yeah, I mean, in this industry, so much of it, especially on the non, both on non-medical and on the skilled side, is dependent on home health care providers, the caregivers, the people who are providing that support. I'm curious, what are some of the things that Brightstar does uh, to differentiate itself from its competition out there in the marketplace? So when it comes to attracting caregivers or just in general or... In general, because I'm, I'm curious in attracting caregivers, it probably has something to do with pay, but but there's, but also in addition to that, I'm, I'm just curious if there's other differentiators, but then in general, you know, beyond that, like if I'm, if I'm a franchisee or prospective franchisee and I'm coming into this system, I know that I have got a key to success is going to be to have good caregivers because those are the people who are providing the services and the patients or the clients that are being serviced at the end of the day, if they get connected with their caregiver or the person providing the skilled care, that's who they're going to stick with if they're if they're happy. So, so you have to in this model keep those people happy, and I think that that's probably an ongoing challenge and opportunity. I know it is for a lot of people in this space. I'd be curious on that specific uh, area, but then in addition to it, you know, on the technology side, on the business side, what are some of the things that Brightstar does to help give an advantage to its franchisees? Well, let's talk about technology first. So that's, we do have our own, our own internal technology system that we built support and, and uh, manage. So we have that capability built in you know, internally. And that was really important when, um, when COVID hit, because we we were able to make adjustments to our online um, application for the for the caregivers, when, you know, when they're going to the home, everything is done by uh, on their phone, basically. Um, so they were able to do the 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 temperature checks and the, the attestation questions that you had to answer. We were able to integrate that into our system immediately, where others, you know, it took a month or so. There was just a lag time. So, so being able to make those types of adjustments very quickly when it comes to technology, that uh, that gives us an advantage in our franchisees, an advantage there because it isn't it, it is an you know in house system that we're that we're working with. It also allows us to make some changes. So we we are continuing to make modifications to the system to as the skilled business starts to grow. I mean, we've talked a little, quite a bit about that today. But as that business continues, making that part of the of the day to day and the you know the operation of that particular segment, making that just even easier for the franchisee via the technology that we have. It sounds like you are intentionally on the senior living side, also saying small and maybe higher end because you're you're trying to attract by way of having a lower patient to caregiver number so in other words a 6 to 1 kind of ratio as well as not having the big giant facility but something that's you know a little bit smaller manageable 
but high quality. Definitely high quality. And and we're we're definitely in the top third or top quarter when it comes to the the rent and rates that we charge for but but the, there's there's reasons for that. I mean, if you're in another community down the street and there your caregiver ratio is is twenty to one, and you can come into our memory care uh, community and be at, at six you know six to one, it's just a, a, such a different level of attention and, and level of and quality of, of life that you'll have by having that sort of uh, um, having ratios like that and caregivers caregivers like that 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 will be providing a lot of detailed attention and that's just great for the families you know, it's, it's a peace of mind where where the kids are they've you know they know mom and dad are safe and and they're receiving fantastic care and they it allows gives them quite a bit of a peace of mind as well when they're uh, when they're at home and they know that that mom or dad is in good hands so what type of franchisees are you looking for who are you looking for to come in uh and and take a look and and, and are you it sounds like you're looking, you know, there's two different opportunities here. So what's, what's the, in your role, how are you approaching this? Um, or are you just being, you know, balanced enough to be able to approach it fr- from, from either side in terms of if somebody's just looking to come on and deal and, and do the, the non-medical versus going into the senior living, but who are the type of people that in, in Bright Star's ideal world, they're looking for to come in and be franchisees? Sure. So, so we really like folks that have had experience managing teams and have, have some of that, um, have some managerial type background because that's what we're doing every day. We're managing not only the teams in our offices, but we're managing that, the caregivers and, um, and, and people that are comfortable with that. We, we are not looking for somebody that, that has a healthcare background necessarily. It, it's not required. Uh, it's more about the business aspect of it and the business side of this, because if you think about your agency, you know, our, our, our average, um, our system-wide average is over $2 million in sales. So um, these, you know, these become large businesses with a number of employees. So the, that management style is great. It's healthcare. So we want somebody that, that is comfortable with change management because it's, it's re- this industry changes all the time. And those that can adapt and, and uh, navigate through change, it's, they, they have tremendous success with, success with this. And then also those that are just look, are looking for opportunities in the market as well and, and finding ways to build that, you know, this isn't an easy business. I mean, this is, uh, you're, it, it's, uh, it's a challenging business. It's in a very competitive industry. We have a lot, a lot of competition, lots of folks that are, that think it, it's a little easier to open it up than it is. And, and we want those folks that, that have had some experience with that and really have some grit. I mean, they're going to go in and, and they have the confidence and, and the business acumen where, they know the opportunity that's in front of them. I mean, seen, the senior market continues to grow every single day. They know what the opportunity is. And if they work well and, and are comfortable working within the franchise system and being able to take advantage of that and participate in all of the things that, that we have to offer, they're going to set themselves up for a, a real good run with this business. Well, if you want to learn more about Bright Star Care, just go to brightstarfranchising.com. That's brightstarfranchising.com. Thank you, Pete, for for coming on and sharing about the system and the model. I think last time I had looked at it, you guys had just the one model. So I, I think it's exciting to see how you guys are expanding into the senior living model and addressing that whole continuum of care that we talked about a little bit, because as you said, it's, it's a whole community of, 
of people and the community is growing each and every day. And it's going to continue to grow through your lifetime and my lifetime. It's not going to stop. Do you want to leave us with anything? I mean, what what do you think about over the next couple of years? Do you you think these trends are going to continue? I mean, I'm seeing a whole lot of healthcare opportunities come about very quickly, some good, some bad. But what what do you see in terms of, you know, the trends with the senior communities uh, going forward? Well, I think, you know, th- those will continue. There's, there's going to be some opportunities in probably a different format of, of the assisted living footprint where, they're, you know, we're working on some things that maybe even at a smaller level uh, that we're getting ready to launch to the public, but we're working with our existing franchisees on that now. So there's there's some things internally that we have that are really exciting. Um, the industry itself, it, like I said, it just it just continues to grow. And, and when you have such a dynamic leader as we have uh, with Shelly and the vision that she has for the company, um, you know, we're the only company left now in the franchising space that hasn't sold to private equity. And that's a that's a decision that that uh, is very firm with with Shelly and, and what we're what the plans are for the company in the future. And what that allows us to do is make decisions that are more long term. So if somebody's looking at at us and looking at a, at, a, at a competitor, you also have to look at the DNA of the founder and of who's who's driving the business because uh, where we're positioned today, you know, we're making investments that will help our franchisees years down the road. And it's a very long-term, uh, long, long-term plan. And that just provides additional stability. So, you know, happy to, to talk with uh, anybody that has some interest in that. Well, again, brightstarfranchising.com, brightstarfranchising.com. Thank you, Pete. This has been very, very insightful. And I wish you and Brightstar care uh, continued success in the future. Thank you very much, Josh. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Franchise Euphoria. If you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. It really helps to get this show out to more and more people. Also, if you have any questions, have ideas for guests or topics, please email me, josh at IndieFranchiseLaw.com. That's josh at Indy, I-N-D-Y, FranchiseLaw.com. And finally, please note that this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes and is not in any way, shape, or form meant to be any kind of legal advice. If you're seeking legal advice, please contact a lawyer. Have a great one. Happy franchising.